Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Sonia Lennon and Brendan Courtney, the co-founders of Lennon Courtney. So we have a double act in the Executive <laughs> Chair. You're oh, both very welcome. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks now, we me. might start with you, Sonia, a little bit about your background and early days growing up in Malahide. Tell us more. Yeah, I suppose I um, I think I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was um, doing window displays in my local hi-fi store in Malahide at the age of 15 um, and working part It wasn't Mitchell's, was it? No, it was Lawless's. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know Shane and Greg Lawless. Very good, very good. Yeah. So I was I was the innovation arm of their window display unit. <laughs> That's great. And what about you, Brandon? You grew up in you were born in Kulak. Did you grow up there? No, we left. We moved. We moved to Tala when I was about I think seven or eight, and then my both my parents were always worked for themselves. My mum was a hairdresser as long as I can remember. She had her own salon, and my dad was a builder. So I started, I, I, I did a couple of days of handing nails over to my dad, but I didn't last at the building and started, <laughs> started washing hair at about 11 and folding towels and started working. Yeah, about 11. Wow. And, and, and Brendan, just staying with you for a second, you were always, you know, a guy who was good at setting things up with on a low cost basis. Everything you've achieved, you almost was almost self-created. That do you know what was? I don't know where we were when we sort of looked at each other, Sonia, and we said that to each other. God, we we're, we make stuff out of nothing, which I suppose is is start part of starting a business. And then sometimes you look around and go, God, this literally was an idea on the the back of a you know an envelope somewhere. Um. So yeah, I suppose that's that's always been the way it worked out. Yeah. Not I suppose just organically because. My, I'm not from a wealthy family at all. And so we just had to kind of make it happen. And I suppose I had three jobs. When I, was, I remember being about 14 and I had a job in a chipper. I was washing cars and I was washing hair at the weekend. And my mother was like, you need to stop working at it. So and I, I was so focused on just having enough money and not to be have loads of money, have enough money to do what I wanted to do, which was go on holidays with my friends or, you know, go into town and buy cappuccinos and, you know, just have money to be a little bit. Yeah. So that, that was early on. Yeah. And, and you say, you say, Brendan, that you wanted to be a TV presenter because you, you sought approval from strangers. <laughs> Tell us more about those thoughts. Well, that's a, that's, that's a big, long conversation. So <laughs> um, many performers learn as they get older that the reason they saw outside attention was, you know, their parents were young when they had them. And so where what your therapist will tell you, your parents were unemotionally available. So you sought the approval of strangers. And so you kind of go, oh, that makes sense. Um, and off you went and started showing off and trying to be on the telly. But I was, I suppose, more authentically, I suppose, and really, I was in, I was in Dublin Youth Theatre from the age of 14 to 19. And in Dublin Youth Theatre, I got a real taste for performance and and um i suppose showing off but you could you could put it down and call it something more real like i wanted to be a tv presenter not an actor because because of my sexuality i, I had spent all my teenage years sort of pretending to be somebody else and then i thought well if i become an actor that's a career pretending to be somebody else so then i remember being quite inspired by a few of the uk tv presenters that i'm still inspired by and thought well you can be yourself but you will also you know develop, deliver the goods so that's where it came yeah from. yeah 
Sonia, you were quite cagey with money in the early days uh, when you were self-employed in your early 20s. I believe you had a pension. What's that about? Yeah. I, I, well, my dad was in the bank, you see. So there was always a sort of um, uh, a saving mentality in our house that, you you know, you earned a certain amount, you saved some of it, you, you put it in a pension. So yeah, I started my pension in my early 20s when nobody else <laughs> had, had even thought about it. So, um, yeah, there was, I suppose there was um, a sense of money education in the house just because of his profession. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny listening to Brendan talk. Um, like we, we, one of the reasons that we work well together as a team is because we are so different. Um, we're very aligned on certain things like values of um, respect and, um, you know, empowerment and uh, equality. They're, they're kind of our bedrock. But, yeah. but actually, if you look at the two of us from another angle, we have very, very different risk profiles. And I think for me, as I said, growing up in the green, mean streets of Malahide, there was a sense of um, financial stability there uh, that maybe Brendan wasn't privy to. And, and so my risk profile is... is um, much more courageous than Brandon's is. Like, yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't disagree with me? No. Now tell me this, Sonia. You're, the coming together of 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 Lennon and Courtney was that was that I suppose instigated by RTE or did you meet separate to that? Well, we knew each other. We had mutual friends, and and we we loved the, both those friends. And when we were match made by by RTE to present off the rails, um, we kind of had a, a, a seal of approval from our various um, associates who said, "Oh yeah, no, that's a good move. That's a good move." And then, I suppose, very shortly after we were put together, um, we we really kind of liked each other and we really trusted each other. And I remember being at um, the RDS. I was sort of late to, late to the party TV presenter. I had started in June in RT. We were going on air in September. And in October, I was standing in front of 4,000 people in Simmons Court presenting a live show. I had no experience of that at all. And I remember being there with my mum and people asking Brendan for photographs because he was definitely the guy with the bigger profile. And every single time he took me um, by the shoulder and brought me into the photograph to be photographed as well. And my mum turned around and said to me, he's a good guy. And yeah, and yeah that was the beginnings. Isn't that great? And, and it's, it's, it's the simple things like that that you remember, which I think is fantastic. Brendan, back to the, I suppose, the evolution of the brand. Mm. Uh, you know, you've... I don't know how many collections you've sold out of Duns at this stage, but it's it's been. I suppose there's been twists and turns along the way. How do you, when somebody asks you about the brand that you've developed, how do you define it? We've more pivots than a wing nut, Bobby. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's a good sign. That means you're yeah, survivors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, we'll probably do underwater wear now. I tell you sometime. But no, we 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 can we. I suppose I am, would you believe, I studied accountancy after school. And so, as Sonia said, I would be much more risk averse. And that really works really well. Sonia pushes us a little bit to, to take chances. And I'm a bit like, oh, no, 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 I don't know about this. And so that, that really works quite well. I remember we, when we sort of were really at the beginning in the trenches and we needed to deliver some goods to the bank. And I just knocked up a, a, a P&L very quickly, profit and loss, and a bit of a balance sheet. And so I was like, what the hell is that? How did you do that? I, was like, I never mentioned I studied accounting and I was quite good at it. Um, so I had that, I remember like 
I remember auditioning for Trinity, leaving after leaving Sarah to do uh, theatre studies in Trinity. And my dad was like, mm, acting, you know, they need accountants on the moon, son. And I always had that in my head. And it was a great basis to study accountancy at the start of my career. Yeah. Somebody who's going to start their own business. So I suppose we, when we work together and we see the horizon change, we kind of huddle, go for long walks and think, OK, how can we evolve this to work for us? And, and Sonia, if it, when do you decide where the brand goes next? I know you have a new podcast coming out in the new year. Is that is that with the brand in mind? Well, the podcast is, that'll be season 10 of the podcast. So we, we've watched it grow um, internationally, which has just been fantastic. And I suppose everything that we do is driven by watching and listening to our customers. Our, our customers are very vocal and they give us tons of feedback, good and bad, but mainly good. And, and we follow them and we follow their needs very, very closely. So, you know, I've, I kind of have wrapped it up into four pillars of needs, the sort of excellence and experience. And I think, you know, there's no excuse for, for not creating a brand of excellence now. And if you don't, you fall away. Um, and that piece around provenance and purpose, we're drilling and redesigning all the time to ensure that that purpose is baked in and that we can stand over provenance, which is a, you know, it's a job of work. It's a constantly yeah. moving piece, you know, and really looking at sort of sustainability and circularity, make, making sure that we're kind of hitting those no- notes at every point in the business, you know, and, and funnily enough, all of those elements, when they're in place, we see um, a, a tolerance for higher price point with our customers. She, she's she's willing to pay a little bit more if we can deliver what she wants. And can I ask you this, Sonia? When 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 a major part of your platform for sales is somewhere like a retailer like Dunn's, are you very constrained then by their values and what they do? So I suppose, you know, they've been such a, a great strategic partner for us. Um, but Len and Courtney lives outside of there as well. So what they have given us, which has been extraordinary, is, um, you know, the, the manufacturing clout, a distribution wing um, and, and a, a remote team to, to service the delivery of Len and Courtney. So it's, it's been a fantastic uh, partnership to watch unfold, you know, and we were independent before we went in there and um, it nearly killed us. Um, yeah. we, we didn't have... Um, we didn't have the power. We didn't have the buying power with the manufacturers. And we didn't have the scale that allowed us to democratize our, our brand and, and bring it to a wider audience. Brendan, you've done an awful lot of great work, uh, advocacy for elders, for, for older people and that kind of thing. Mm. Where does that dovetail with the brand? So... I was just about to try and link that in somehow. We both, we both are, we'll look back with a, a class of Sherry on New Year's Eve and look back over this year and remember that we both graduated with master's degrees, master's of business in equality, diversity and inclusion. In- I was going to congratulate you on that and I had it on my list to bring it up, but you've helped me there and done so. Thank well you. done to you both on that. Thank I think you. that's fantastic. It, it was great. And it, it actually was driven by... I suppose we get asked to speak. Sonia's very involved in work equal and um, gender pay gap and, and at government level. And I, I get asked to speak about LGBTQ plus rights as well as, you know, healthcare and age. And so we wanted to put sort of manners on that a little bit as well. And it, all of it informs the brand as well. It's really interesting because our, we had 
really designed our purpose in the brand, I think about eight years ago, we started to really develop that. And so this informed, and it, it, I just feel it just put a sort of a structure on how we deliver those talks and all of that feeds back to how right. we define the brand. Yeah. And Sonia, can I ask you then what's next for the brand? Where do you see it evolving to? What about online, in-store? What are your thoughts there? Well, the funny thing is we we were born as an online brand before we were in-store. So online is hugely important to us. And we, um, you know, the majority of our sales are online. And what that allows us to do, again, is to reach um, a wider audience. But there's been a couple of moments in our um, evolution where we've ripped up the play book and rewritten it and I think I think we're at a great moment now to 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 do it again and to look at what's next to you know maybe maybe look at local collaborations and you know Ireland is so rich um th- there's there's great opportunities there and and we're I suppose we're slightly allergic to stasis so for us it's how can we do better how can we keep it moving forward um and yeah i i think we we the, the important thing for us as a brand is that we make certain decisions but stay open to opportunities that we don't even know exist yet i suppose it's important as well that next season season 10 of the podcast we are specifically focusing on equality diversity and inclusion uh, in the workplace, in study, and in the family home, or making it accessible. So it'll be, we really want to reach sort of an international business community, but also people who are trying to explain it to their teenagers, because equality, diversity, inclusion has become a big part of what business, it's like, I always say it's like the yeah. new sustainability now. It's a really important part of business. You know, a friend of mine works in a big marketing company in New York, and he, I was really amazed to learn a massive uh, uh, I won't say their name, but a big uh, fashion brand had lost a share of the market in the Midwest. And they went to this marketing company and said, can you find out? And they interviewed 500 Gen Xers. And the Gen Xers that they interviewed, they Google the board of the company that they're thinking of buying these particular trainers from. And if they don't have a diverse board, they don't shop there. Well, so this is coming yeah. through it really quickly. And, and, and it's, really impo- it's a really important pillar now for business. So we're going to really focus the podcast on that. Okay. Well, listen, it's been great to talk to you. I wish you both every success for 2023. Sonia Lennon and Brendan Courtney, thanks for being with us in the executive chair today. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.